Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, there's some really interesting things going on around the sporting world recently. What about asking me how I am, Rick? I've been on the sick list this week. Oh, how are you? Know, how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's only, there's only one area of sickness that you've got, my friend. <laughs> I didn't think I had one of them. No, well, you haven't. That's, that's why they can't cure you. Okay, right. Let's get on to it. Some sporting well, equipment. Well, yeah, sporting equipment. I, I think it's a about time, to be honest, that we, uh, well, the sporting world took a look at what's going on. Now, I know back in your heyday, you used to play tennis with a wooden racket. Yeah, buckled half the time you didn't put it in Precise, a... In, yeah. in one of those... Yeah, they uh, warp. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, and so what, what obviously it's, we've done is move with technology um, to tennis rackets, which are mm. just so... Over to aluminium, they yeah. were a real go ahead. Yep. The old aluminium now they're fibro with goodness knows what else, titanium yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Now, just... I don't know whether you'd agree with me, but I guess the way tennis is structured as a game is that there's always been an advantage in serving, but in the old days, as it were, with the less powerful records, there was less of a dominance of the serve. Mm. And so oh, there absolutely. was there was a far greater chance that the non-server could yep. actually obtain... The receiver. A, the receiver could make a, or take a break. Yep. Whereas now, I mean, they're serving at ridiculous speeds. Even the women, I think, were serving at 150 or 160 yeah. or something. Um, yeah, I think it's even more than that. Oh. Serena and them, they usually serve around the, about the 170, Right, yeah. and the men are well over 200. Yeah, they're over 200. Now, well over 200. Now, that just seems to me that really... Except for the the rarity, um, you know, it's very hard to break a service. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so, um, and moving on, it looks to me, I read recently about that golf is becoming very concerned, or the administrators of golf, that people are hitting the ball too far. And they're looking at, particularly in the top pro ranks, of limiting the type of machinery, yep. i.e. Yep. the driver and yep. what other clubs they might consider to try and bring back the distances. Evidently, uh, they've calculated that, uh, I mean, these guys are driving nearly 300 metres or whatever, but uh, it's been increasing. Oh, I, I don't even drive that far home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're saying that there has been an increment in distance yep. covered on an average uh, every year since all this equipment came in. So your par fours are back to virtually your par three. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And so I think they're beginning to look at. Now, what about I, the know, cricket bats? Well, Rick? cricket bats are ridiculous. I mean, I. You know, my good old Stuart Surridge jumbo or whatever. It was uh, state-of-the-art, you know, 40, well, 40, well, 40, right. 40 odd but, years ago. I mean, I know at, at, at Barossa and Light level, these guys just hit the ball out of the park. And with all due respect, they're not A-grade cricketers. They're certainly not first-class cricketers. And they're hitting the ball, you know, you need mm. binoculars to see where it goes. Now... Okay, some of them have got good techniques, but it's so much to do with the equipment they've yep. got. Uh, were they heavier, bigger, thicker? Well, they're thicker in the, what is the meatier part of the bat or yep. the sweet spot. And so uh, the it's not as though the whole bat is a lot thicker but because of the way they're making them they're they're balanced beautifully yeah and um, it wouldn't be much heavier otherwise it'd be a, 
Oh, they're no, to try and hit the damn thing with a big heavy bat, wouldn't it? Well, they look like they're going to be a heavy bat, yeah. but they're not. Because um, you yeah. see Warner, I mean, he walks out, the bat's as big as he is, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's talk in cricket of trying to do something about it. Um, and I think, I mean, that's one of the problems, particularly in one-day cricket, that it doesn't really matter, matter much where you put the fieldsman if the, if the bloke's hit it over the top over into the, the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter where the fielder's are. The 15th row in well, the back. That's right. you know, he's the one catching it. That's right. So, and, um, so you know, now even, it's even reached now the uh, concept of these new running shoes where, um, I can't pronounce his name and I'm not even going to attempt, but the fellow who recently... Um, yep broke the marathon the marathon under yep. two hours was wearing these new uh, i guess for want of a better description uh, sort of springy shoes uh, a bit like the spring in a, a, a bouncy kangaroo or whatever yeah. it is yep. and evidently um, the, the the federation of athletics is looking at them because it can be adopted to sprinting or whatever now that's almost like you know, using a pogo stick or something, isn't it? You know, sort of not quite like that. But um, so I think it's it's a common problem in all sport because mm. it's really uh, looking at, um, you know, the better you are, the more likely you are to have sponsorship so that you can get hold of this equipment, which means that lesser likes, uh, you know, are at a huge disadvantage and plus, it's making the game, as I've just said, in tennis or cricket, um, a bit boring. Because oh, you... absolutely. I was, you took the words that tennis is uh, like this year. I found the Australian Open so boring, mm. Rick. You know, it's just bang an ace, another ace. That's so, right. and they still have their rallies, but there's certainly not as many as the day of Jimmy Connors and McEnroe. That's right. You know, when they were using these wooden rackets or yeah. fibro rackets, yeah. whatever they are. So, um, I, I think I think it's time to take a deep breath and look at. Um, I mean, you know, oh, nice. technology is technology, yeah, but when it ruins the yeah. interest in whichever sport it is, yeah. then you I think it's time to do something about it. probably take it too far. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're probably looking now, at. Now, Phil, what about, we must, have the, we must have the most advanced thinking state government of all time. What about this proposal for a new sports stadium? <laughs> hey? We can't even put a decent roof on the tennis stadium. Well, not they only get, that. They've got some more... Canvas left over it's from that one, have they? Well, I think they might, but well, I just cannot believe that they roll this out just about every 12 months. I did a little bit of research yep. after I I stopped laughing at the announcement yesterday that uh, that a new city stadium on the cards for the Libs. Whereabouts? Well, well, they haven't nominated a place <laughs> at this stage, but within the city. Wingfield Dump. Well, within the city. But... I did a little bit of homework, and would you believe on October the 10th, 2018, yep. headline in the advertiser was Rail Tunnel Vision for New City Arena. And they were going to, suggesting that they were going to build this new sports and entertainment centre over the Keswick Railway Yards. And they were going to copy it on, evidently, that they've got one in Brisbane. Okay. Now, that seems to have just disappeared. I don't know why, you know. Um, I mean, the, Well, the trains have... aren't even going to be going out of Keswick soon, are they? <laughs> but the it, Melbourne it one. It might have something to do with that Brisbane's a bit more go-ahead place than Adelaide is. But uh, th that model was evidently going to have an indoor stadium suitable yep. for soccer and netball and whatever, and a 17,000-seat concert stadium. Um, then... Obviously, that just got drifted into the background. Um, then I had a, did a bit more research. 11th of March 2019, 
they were going to redevelop the Prospect Oval to make it a mirror image in dimensions of the Adelaide Oval. Really? Now, I don't think they've got the Earth Movers out there just yet. The old Roosters are still playing their footy there at <laughs> the are. moment. So. And then yesterday, right, second city sports stadium, soccer indoor Entertainment centre, rock and roll music. Really? And they you don't might get any be bands over here. <laughs> well, <yeah>. you <laughs> might be right. They've probably got a bit of that roofing left over from the yeah, Memorial, Memorial Drive. Drive. But it was interesting because I can remember when we interviewed um, our red soccer player. Yes, um, Ryan. Ryan, kiddo. Yep. And he was saying that although... Uh, it doesn't hold a huge number of people that Cooper's Stadium was perfect to play soccer in because he felt that the atmosphere yep. with 10 or 11,000, yep. which is all they get for yep. a normal home and away soccer match, was far better than playing in an empty, you yeah, know, like Olympic stadium. That's right. Over in Melbourne was his now, comparison. Now, yeah. so why... You know, apart from the fact that we can't find enough things to put on at the Adelaide Oval, why do we need I to build cast another your one? your mind back to our last show, Rick. All those things that are coming up, the oh, yoga on the roof, oh, and, right. you know, there's some big performances well, coming up there. No wonder. But the other thing is that they're, they're talking about selling off Cooper's Stadium or Hindmarsh yep. Stadium and the Entertainment Centre oh. to try and pay for this new thing. Now, hang on, aren't those two things already up and about? <laughs> They're actually there. I think it's all we need, isn't it? <laughs> well, the, the population. Well, the 36ers have moved into the Entertainment yeah, Centre. And that's working Very well. Sensible, working perfectly. Yeah. And Let's bulldoze a whole lot to start again. I think the other thing that this government's forgotten is that we only ever go out once and a year. The other thing is the tram line goes out to there too, doesn't it? Does. It does. Oh. oh, well. Anyway, so uh, that's another great vision. I guess that's just going to slip. state government? State, yeah, that's going to slip off into the memory Rick, bank. The rugby is coming to Adelaide now. Oh, yeah, the non Now, how do you Honey. work this out? The <laughs> government, we go. The government, Corey Wingard reckons it's not viable to put on a Bledisloe Cup between the All Blacks yep. and the Wallabies, yep. and yet it is viable to put on a state of origin. <laughs> Now, He's obviously done his figures. Well, he must have. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I just cannot believe that. Oh, hey? Here we go. Hey? So I'd like them to explain to me what makes a State of Origin Rugby League match viable and a Bledisloe Cup World Standard Rugby Union not match viable. not viable. Yeah, it worked right over in Perth, as we said last it, it week. It did, yeah. Now, listen, um, you're the tennis man. Uh, I, I saw uh, a note about Serena Williams and her coach a bit concerned. Yeah, she's got to change her strategy if she wants to win her, uh, break the Grand Slam um, record, record. She's still a few behind Margaret Court. Yep. Um, she's 38. So well, she's 38. And What about um, retirement? And, and well, yes, and I think yeah. it's again. I mean, you're the tennis man, and I'm not. She she plays just a power game, and I think there's a few of these young there's ones, a few girls catching her, who, who can run around a bit. I mean, and, uh, yeah. So absolutely. it is interesting, though, that he's come out with, uh, or basically uh, analysing and admitting that she's not going to get to that record no. if she doesn't do something just about. Stays I mean, the way she with, is. without without. Knowing the detail of it, I 
I just imagine it's going to be very difficult for her to change because of her incredibly strong physique. Um, she's the power merchant rather than the, the she, run around she girl. She doesn't get across the court no. very quick. And, and so uh, I I doubt whether she's going to get there under any. No, I don't know. I don't think she's got too many. Don't think she's got too many tricks I think up her sleeve. Retirement's probably closer to her than breaking the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, record. So what else have you um, got there? Well, I've got uh, Novak Djokovic, the Joker. Oh, gee whiz. Dominic Th- Team Thame. I was very impressed with him, yeah, actually. Yeah, five in the world, yeah, so he's yeah. no mug. Yeah. Um, he hasn't won a, uh, a, a slam. A slam no, yet. No, he hasn't won a grand slam. But I did read somewhere, which I think is rather lovely, and it only goes to show that he's not only ambitious but realistic, that he's hoping that the big three... Yep, you know, Djokovic, Federer, and uh, Nadal will still be around when he, when he wins would, one because yeah. he reckons yep. that it would be devalued if he doesn't win his yep. first one against one of those. Joe and, I, from Korea. and I think that's yep. a, it's a compliment to the big three, and it's also, I think, shows that that young fella's got his brains together yeah, as well. I think like, you're right. Yeah. Um, then we got uh, Kennan from USA won the ladies. Oh, yes. Beat yep. Magaruza. From Spain. Now, Magaruza, she's actually won a couple of uh, Grand okay. Slams in the past, and I'm not quite sure of her history because she wasn't actually seeded in the Australian Open and yet um, obviously was ranked Could very highly. She's been injured. Well, she might have been yeah, injured. may have um, been injured. But she certainly can play, but I was very impressed. Um, with, now, now, this young lady is actually technically a Russian because she was born in Russia but has spent yep. her whole life in, in, in the US. Yep. And I just love her body language and she was oh, I'm even, glad you put language on the end of that that is alright <laughs> I actually thought that she showed a lot more determination when she beat Barty uh, and, yeah and, she, um, I saw that game I yeah. didn't see the final of the ladies yeah. so I saw the uh, men's final and she, oh, she's very impressive yeah. I mean it no. seems to me that women's tennis is all over the place and you know one day you're there and one day you're not but I reckon this young lady looks as though she's going to be around for a, a fair time I reckon yeah and the Aussie boys played in the doubles i didn't see any of that but they lost the doubles so oh, do they still play doubles and yeah it's oh. it's a minor sort of a thing they sort of play it at you know um yeah so uh, and i mean savile from he's a riverland boy a south australian he was in it oh wow. um he was you know the next best thing to leighton hewitt and virtually didn't develop into you know i mean to make the doubles of the australian open still a oh it's a you know great a nice little well, the Woodies did pretty well out of playing doubles, didn't they? Did they? What? Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'd, um, I'd swap their bank balance for mine. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. I reckon I'd be better off with theirs. <laughs> so the tennis has come and gone, Rick. It has indeed. Um, have we got a joke? We have got a joke. Okay. You ready? Yep. You know, I'm at a wonderful age right now, Phil. Yep. Old enough to know better, but young enough to reconsider. <laughs> We do have to finish up, Well, we do, but I just thought you'd want to mention very briefly your favourite sport's about to start, isn't it? Um, No, but uh, women's footy is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the women's footy kicks off, right? Well, can hardly wait, Rick. I'm warming the TV now. Excitement would be number one on the agenda, wouldn't it? While we've got the footy, Ollie Wines for three months. Shoulder. Well. It's got to be just about close to... I know he's only 25, but shoulders are a shoulders, big thing in, shoulders uh, don't go away. in the old footy, Now, just jumping back to your favourite women's footy. Oh, sorry. We're back into... Uh, the... we're, we're into conferences, I believe. Yeah. Yes, yes, there's a conference, yeah. <laughs> 
sitting, over, sitting down over who can play and who can't. No, no it's a, a, an a, a conference and a B conference. So Adelaide, really. North Melbourne, Geelong, GWS, Brisbane, Gold Coast and Richmond in the A. And then you've got a B, Fremantle, Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, Carlton, Collingwood, St Kilda and West Coast. Well, there you go. And I guess... A couple of new... Four, uh, what have we got? Four new teams. Yeah, yeah. Gold Coast... Richmond, St Kilda and West Coast. Yeah. It's still a huge season though, about eight rounds. Oh, they'll be, be uke <laughs> after that, won't they? They'll be carrying you them off. And, like, yeah. Well, honestly, no, uh, actually a, to a topic ahead. for another day could well be the number of knee injuries in women's football. Yeah, well, no Aaron because, Phillips to start with either. Because the there, is, there seems to be a physiological um, weakness, which isn't any fault of any female, that uh, knees are going, you know, yeah. off all the time. Yep. Anyway, we are going to run out of time. We are. So until next week, this is Rick. This is Phil.